Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast in, in this, this reality. reality. The show designed to challenge everything we've been taught. If you've ever felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Time to open your mind. And dive in. This, this is, is the, the Mental, Mental Mastery, Mastery Alliance, Alliance Podcast. And here we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance Podcast. I want to talk today a little bit about kind of where we are. This is something that absolutely fascinates me. Where we could possibly be. There are so many ideas and so many things running around and so many possibilities and so many variations of where we might find ourselves. From globe earth to flat earth to hollow earth to concave earth. Donut earth is a good one. Uh, simulation is one that I quite like. Uh, but these are all things that you could possibly know. These are all ideas that you could possibly have from inside and within the creation itself. Now, there's a quote that I absolutely adore. I think it was Alan Watts, but don't quote me on that. It might, might have been Ram Dass. It, it might have been one of the other influential people. It could have even been Eckhart Tolle. Pretty sure it was Alan Watts, though. And he said, you're not born into this world. You're born out of it. And that took me a long time to grasp, understand, comprehend. But everything here, everything that you're experiencing, everything that you're seeing is yours to see. And I've gone on and on about this in the past, and I will continue to go on and on about it in the future, I'm sure. Because do the past and the future really exist? <laughs> I'm talking about perspective, perspective and perception. I'm talking about how everything just happens to be the way you Make it. When you understand that power, when you start to fathom this stuff, things change for you. Your ability to understand, comprehend, filter out. I don't even know. Just, just everything really changes. And the first thing people will say is, well, if I, I'm going to manifest millions of dollars. Well, what the hell's the point? You know, you're not here to have everything handed to you on a silver platter. You're here to figure things out. You're here to become something. You're here to be born out of this world. And if you just had everything, there would be nothing to learn, at least not on this level. I'm sure there are people in this reality playing on a different level. <laughs> I would 100% guarantee it. But the ability to think outside of the realm, outside of the reality, outside of the box is, is a fundamental piece. Now, the matrix, obviously, is a term that we've heard a thousand times. And one of our good friends, uh, Jennifer Carmody, over at the JK Ultra, she's done a ton of great stuff. She's been on the show. We're going to have her back, obviously. Um, it's just, it's been, summers are always crazy around here, but she's phenomenal. She does so much work into her reels and into her TikToks, and she puts all the stuff out there. And it's not like, here's an answer. It's like, here's a variation of information that most people wouldn't have put together. I'm going to play the clip for you now um, on her take on this. And it was just so, so much, like it was so much information that I was, I, I don't know. I was excited to hear it. I love when you see a creator who does something so well 
and puts things together so well that it lines up with the things that you've looked into and seen yourself. Let's just get into it then. Let's explain it. As you can see, there's at least 18 definitions of what a matrix is. One of the oldest definitions for this word is a womb that originates from the Latin word for mother and is also the origin for the word matriarch. And that leads us to the most commonly recognized definition, something within from which something else originates. Very much like a womb. From inside the womb is where life originates, develops, or takes form. Fun fact. The word matrix comes up five times in the Bible, and all the definitions appear to be referring to the matrix as a womb. Now, looking at our reality as a womb is a very interesting concept, and nothing like whatever the fuck Andrew Tate thinks the matrix is. Now, let's take a look at the definition from one of my favorite books, The Divine Matrix by Greg Braden. The Divine Matrix, as he calls it, is the container that holds the universe. Sounds very womb-like. Okay, so if the matrix is the container that's holding the universe, from within that container is where things originate, develop, and take form. Take form is interesting because the word matter also originates from the Latin word for mother. Now, to better understand this, let's use one of the examples from the book. It references an experiment that took place in 1997, the twin photon experiment. So they took a photon and split it into two identical parts and they shoot one part seven miles that way and the other part seven miles that way. Now, these photons are 14 miles apart and scientists discovered that when they did something to one of the photons, the other photon reacted. However, its reaction was happening faster than the speed of light, which led to the conclusion that these photons are forever entangled. And Greg Braden makes an excellent point here that if those two photons 14 miles apart are forever entangled. Now that means we must all be forever entangled, us and the entire universe. At one point, we were all one before the Big Bang. Now, the first time that we see matter and matrix being used together in the same concept comes from Max Planck, the grandfather of quantum physics. Now, this quote is pretty complex here. He theorizes that the origin of all matter exists only by virtue of a force. He theorizes that behind that force must be a conscious and intelligent mind. And that mind is the matrix of all matter. Now, what about this whole concept of the matrix, meaning that we live in a simulation? It's on the same page, let's define simulation. A situation or event that seems real, but is not real. And it's often used to help people deal with such situations or events, such as a flight simulator for astronauts. And this was obviously popularized by the movie, where humanity is stuck in a virtual reality version of the 1990s, and that their physical bodies are asleep in pods, being used as banks of energy by an artificial intelligence that outsmarted them in the future, now enslaves them to keep this matrix going. But how could we be in a fake reality and not know? Now let's take a look at this article written by Deepak Chopra about the matrix. Now this new age, oh God, don't cry TikTok. This new age term, the matrix, actually just mirrors the concept from Hinduism and Buddhism of Maya. Now let's take a look at this explanation from Veda.net. Maya is the idea that our entire external world is an illusion. Europeans saw this as India's inability to cope with the practical world, but a couple centuries later, their science is finally catching up. Now, Veda.net brings a very interesting idea here. There are two levels of Maya. The first level is the world of nature. 
Nature is a Maya or illusion of beauty and wonder that is imitating the deeper cosmic reality that we originate from. The second level of Maya is our human world, the hidden influences, the control mechanisms, the power games, the social structures, the political, the intellectual and religious orders that control our world. But let's clarify with something from Krishna.com. Sometimes the concept of Maya is taken to mean illusion, but that is not exactly what Krishna says. The material world is real, but it is like a house of mirrors. Its purpose is to delude us. In a house of mirrors, the house and the observer are both real, but it's the mirrors that are distorting the reality. And this brings us to the allegory of the cave or Plato's cave. Okay, now imagine there's prisoners and they've been chained to this wall for their whole life. And all they ever watch are shadows on the wall being projected from people on the other side. Now to them, those shadows are reality. It's all they know. However, the shadows are not a reflection of the real world. It's just their perception of reality. Let's talk about the idea of escaping the matrix because that seems to be the common way that this is used. And a lot of those theories originate with David Icke. And the way he describes this theory is that our physical world is made up of what we can see in the visible spectrum of light. But that outside of the spectrum of light, there are forces that exist beyond what we can comprehend. And now in a lot of these other concepts, this force outside of it seems to be this divine intelligence. In David Icke's perception, it's closer to the movie The Matrix where this is some type of nefarious force. So when people talk about escaping the matrix, it's because they believe the force outside of the matrix has nefarious intentions. This is very different than the ideas presented in the divine matrix, where this outside force is actually still connected to us because we were once a part of it. And according to the divine matrix, this is a participatory process because we are a part of the universe. And the same way those photons 14 miles away could affect each other, our actions can affect the whole universe because we were all once a part of the same molecule. And in Hinduism, the force outside of the matrix is a supreme consciousness of God, which we are a part of. And the illusion of Maya is the illusion of being separate from God in order to simulate experiences in order for God to expand. And that brings us back to the concept of the womb. Basically, God or the universe is the womb that is holding us. So in conclusion, it seems like we're all describing something very similar, but using different language. And of course, people with different experience are going to have different perceptions. So whether it's coming from Max Planck, who's a quantum physicist, or yogis in Vedic tradition, from a blockbuster movie, a popular conspiracy theorist, everyone is going to see it through their own eyes, which is the whole that to me, it was, it was phenomenal to hear her put that all into words. Um, I've already talked to her about it. I thought it was fantastic. The amount of the amount of work that went into that to just to, to tie it all in together because there are things that I say on here that you know I'm aware of, but I haven't put in the homework. Uh, and I also you know do a lot of hoping and wishing that you guys do some reading too. And that's kind of what I do. I drop some hints and some stuff and anything that you guys pick up on, you like and you read and you go through. But in this, as she was describing this and as she was talking about all this, you know, all you could think or all I could think, you know, in, 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 as it was going on was this matrix, this idea of being born out, 
Um, this idea of nefariousness. I know in the third dimension, I know when, when we're struggling and when we're fighting and when we're trying to overcome things, I know how it just feels like they are doing something to us. But there is no learning without challenge. And I've had this conversation too when I talk about the video games. Imagine playing your favorite video game, or let's just say Street Fighter 2. You get in there and you're like, you've got the levels. If it's too easy, it's boring. If it's too hard, you don't want to play. You have to find a level in the video game that's good enough to challenge you and make you better. And that's what's happening right now. You have found a level in here that's challenging you and making you better. And every time you comprehend and learn a lesson in here, in this reality, in this earth realm, you apply it and you allow yourself up the next level. So now you're fighting at level five of 10, then level 5.5, then level six. Next thing you know, you're a master. And the whole thing's happening as your experience. The trick is we compare ourselves often to other people and their experiences, and we think that we're supposed to do what they're doing, but they only exist in our experience as well. Therefore, you're aware of people that you think you need to be keeping up with because they are an idea that you have that you can comprehend and catch up to. And at the end of the day, the frivolous frivolity of all of this is quite entertaining. Um, so Alan Watts definitely said, you know, we're depressed because we take seriously what the gods made for fun. And the likelihood is we are the gods. We are the gods lost in our own game that we decided to play here at this moment in time. And we currently think that this is all there is. And we've been led to believe that there are more stars in the sky than grains of sand on the beach. And how we're floating through infinite, uncharted, unmastered space. A forever expanding, globular spaceship floating through infinite nothingness. And how horribly unimportant we are. And then, of course, the flip side to that is, but God knows you and God loves you and God is here for you. And the funny thing about that is all of it sounds absurd. The God that is monitoring this planet and infinite everything. On top of that, if you ask any questions, if you want to know anything outside of what you've been force fed, this world, I'm not just saying like an individual, I'm saying this world is trained to act towards you like you're ridiculous. And as the world itself is acting ridiculous, i.e. Bud Light beer cans, uh, Jason Aldean uh, with his music and everybody up in arms and cancel culture and all this absurdity, all of these distractions, all of these foolishnesses that we sit back and we say to ourselves, how am I supposed to navigate this world? How am I supposed to do anything? How am I supposed to live anywhere? The fear, the fear of cancel culture, the fear of, of your neighbor saying something if you disagree with it. What's happening is there's an, a, a massive amount of absurdity going on right now and you're 100% against it. But it in and of itself is designed to make you question yourself. Am I supposed to be against this when everybody else is an acceptance of it? And that's where the lines are blurred, especially if, if we're going to stick with this, with this thread, this particular thread, the, the LGBT. So lesbians, gays, and bi's, right? These are the people that we've, we've grown up with, we've known forever. Um, they're also gays against groomers and all these guys. They're against, they're against the narrative. So there is a liberal narrative media being pushed. 
And there was definitely a confirmation that the majority of quote unquote cancel culture was just bots, bots on Twitter, bots on Instagram, whatever it was, and sharing their opinions and saying these things, but making people, keeping people in check. So when you deconstruct that, you'll say to yourself, I'm not going to go against the narrative because I'm afraid of what they may say to me. I'm afraid I might lose my business. I'm afraid of this, that, and the other thing. But once you understand that all of that stuff kind of keeps you sort of in line or allows you to test your waters or to see where you can grow yourself. And I'm not saying get out there and be belligerent. I'm saying get out there and be logical. Don't be afraid of being logical because the other side, quote unquote, the side that's the liberal media, the side that's just very weird, they're not being logical. They're being aggressively accusatory. And I'm not saying stoop to their level. Absolutely not saying that. I'm saying operate with integrity uh, 100% of the time. <laughs> and when you do that, you you realize that that nobody can take anything from you. You can't be canceled if you're operating with integrity. And it doesn't matter also all of these people that want to destroy you if you do say something about that because it just strengthens you to say, you know, I'm, I'm here to speak my peace. I'm not here to destroy anyone. I'm here to stand up for what I believe in. And that's liberating. That's a freeing statement. That's, that's a, a, a moment where you stop looking at Plato's cave, stop looking at the shadows, the allegory of the cave, Plato's cave, and you start seeing the people who are making the shadows. There aren't a billion people out there all totally up in arms and willing to riot over the LGBTQ blue chew blue chew plus busy fizzle whizzle tinky winky Teletubbies. There just aren't, right? Why don't these people have jobs? Why don't these people do something? <laughs> you know, but here we are right now talking about it on this podcast because it's infiltrated mass media and mass media is just simply another piece of this illusion, whatever it is we're in, this Maya, this creation, this thing we're born out of. And if there are people that need to be 100% followers and that's their journey, then they will. And if there are people that need to be born out of and broken free from, then they will. I personally believe that you, the listener, somebody who's listening to the show and somebody who's listened to the show for a while has been asking questions, has been getting themselves to a point where things around them don't make sense. And if you're here, then you're one of the few that were, 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 were here for a reason. I think that, again, we've talked about this before, but the NPCs, the non-player characters, I think that there are a ton of people or a ton of entities in this reality that exist, especially through social media, because it's such a way to access what appear to be hundreds of thousands of people. But, but is it really? I don't know. Right. But there's no way that you could just walk out on your lawn and start stating things and have anyone care. You have to feel like you're part of a community. And the only way to feel like you're part of a community is to put the community inside the palm of your hand. And the only way to come and the quickest way to manipulate somebody is to, is to have that community do certain things inside of the palm of your hand to make you believe that you're supposed to do certain things and to follow the crowd. But if you're seeing past that, then you can look at the bots on Instagram, the bots in real life as entities that are amplifying your game experience. It's like, imagine watching a movie and there are two main characters but there are no other supporting characters. 
There's nobody in the restaurant. There's nobody on the road. There's nobody driving their cars. There's nobody in the background. There's nobody doing anything. It's just these two characters walking through the city, going to dinner and all that sort of stuff. But there's no other actors in the movie. That's kind of what I think is going on here. You have your experience. You have your journey. You have your version. You have your Maya, your matrix, your, your mother, your womb. And inside here, you're being created for what comes next. And all of this is for you. Every last ounce of everything that you're doing is for you. It's your experience. And that's a powerful and beautiful thing. It also eradicates, when you fully understand this, it eradicates the need for depression and anxiety. Because for the most part, depression and anxiety are just you not agreeing with the world around you. And the world around you is fake. It's been fake this whole time. The idea of chasing money and and keeping up with the Joneses and that carrot constantly getting dangled further and further away from us. I mean, right now, the absurdity of this reality is if somebody's trying to buy into the home market with with the way the financing rates are, especially in North America, if you want to buy a million dollar home, you have to come up with $200,000 for the opportunity to spend $5,000 a month on your mortgage for a simple million dollar home, which right now in Toronto is like a townhouse. It's pointless. So understanding that the world works in such a way where you can solve these problems, you can move to a different spot, you can change this, you can change how you view, you can change how you think, you can change what you see, do, act, how, you do all of it. Everything's throwing challenges at you for you to become a better version of yourself because you are in the process of being born. And that is, to me, the ultimate mindfuck. It's just like, holy shit, here we are. We're in this spot. We're in this reality. We're in this contention, this matrix, this womb. I loved that. I loved that connection of matrix to womb, matriarch, mother. I love the idea that we are forming ourselves for what comes next who you want to be here and and what you want to experience. And that's not to say you can drag people up with you because you can't. The only people that are going to have that experience are the people that we're meant to. And there are people, like I said, there are many different levels of people here and many different NPCs as well. But to me, it's fascinating. All of this is fascinating. I love this lineage. I love this idea. I love this earth, this reality, this realm. I love this experience. And I hope you guys do too. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, Keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the mentalmasteryalliance.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash the Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at the Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647-338-1265. Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways. But also, leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.